0: We are here with Russell. Hello. And Katie. Hello. So this uh autumn has been quite the Harry Potter events.
1: It's been Specifically
0: wild. in October. <laughs> and
2: events that were very uh abruptly announced.
0: Yes. It was very quick turnaround of all of a sudden. And I think so I looked at all the events going on from forbidden forest to the exhibit to magic at play in Chicago. And then we have these little pop-ups that are holiday themed. All of them end right around January, February. So I have a feeling we're going to get another wave of announcements when all of these end.
1: Yeah. For like March.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe not even for in like for those months, but like the next set of waves of things that they're doing. Cause like, so the event we went to was the Forbidden Forest experience in Leesburg, Virginia, which is also in. There's one in the UK. There's one in New York, and the other one's Belgium, I believe.
1: Oh, cool! I didn't know about the Belgium yeah, one. I think
0: that as an American,
2: I mean, we really hadn't seen much about this Forbidden Forest experience in the like in the U.S. Like from
0: here, well, we no seen one really that. had. Um, it was the because the only one was last year was specifically the one in Cheshire. Cheshire Mm -hmm. cat that place I have a friend that lives there that one was there all last year and it's there now and that's the only information we had on it and now it is in Belgium it is in Leesburg and it's in Westchester New York right and tickets are available for all locations
2: And we had thought that the Virginia location was the first one to open because they announced it first. Yeah, And the first place to sell tickets. Yes. And then they surprised everyone and were like, hey, New York is actually going to open before. Yeah, so
0: it opened a week earlier, and then Leesburg is going to close a week longer. So they're both in the locations for the same amount of time. So they're there till, I believe, mid-February for people that want to go.
1: Which shout out to the people of Leesburg because it's it's a relatively small town who for basically three straight months is going to have this influx of Harry Potter fans. They're just going to have wizards walking around. Explanation, yeah. So, but like, it's if you have the time to make this trip and you're going to the Leesburg location, do yourself a favor and take an extra day and just wander the town Mm. or or like. Plan it so that you've got the morning and the afternoon in the town and then the evening at the, uh, the actual event.
0: Before we even get to the event, then let's shout out. We went, so we had dinner there and we found a nice little candy shop. So let's shout out those because we really like those. And Mochatino's is the candy shop. Major Honey Duke vibes. Oh my gosh. Instantly Honey Dukes.
2: We were all so excited. Not only the smell of like marshmallows hitting your face when you walk through the door, but it was all pink and teal and like colors and just it was gorgeous. It they was had like a little flying
0: cauldron butterbeer okay. there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean they they knew what they were doing when they set that place up, <laughs> like for sure.
0: And then you can also if you if you plan in advance, um Carrie just went and they did one of their afternoon teas.
2: Oh, that's, very that's cool. cool.
0: That's really cute. Yeah, it was it was really fun. I am really glad we stumbled upon that place accidentally. Yes. And then we had dinner at I'm going to say it backwards, aren't I? It was shoes, cup and cork, cork and cup.
1: Yeah, it was the cup and cork,
0: the cup and cork. And it has a great little outside area for sitting, but that was booked. So if you want to sit outside, there are heated like tents, make a reservation.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah totally make a reservation and if you have it is now getting much much colder than it was when we went so we don't know like exactly how good the heating is but they're nice big tents they're big you know kind of like and
0: it's like an alley type situation so it's not like it's not somewhere where like the wind is going to be knocking you around but even sitting indoors was great um and there was awesome like options so we had like vegetarians we had gluten-free we had a lot of different dietary restrictions among our group and everyone found something. And then Katie specifically, you had the hot chocolate flight. Yeah. You could. First place out-
1: I've <laughs> ever been where you can get a flight of hot chocolate, no alcohol. I mean, like you could get alcohol if you wanted. You did. Uh, well, I in mean, meant in, your, of your, the hot hot- in yeah. your hot
2: chocolate, in your hot chocolate. Yes. No, so good. No, I just got four different flavors of hot chocolate to try. And you had a whole map of different flavors you could choose from. So I thought that was really
0: exciting.
1: And, and each then, one of them was was pretty substantially unique from, yeah. from your telling of it.
0: Well, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. one was lavender hot chocolate, which lavender. I would have never that considered. And then Russell, you had port wine hot chocolate.
1: Um, I did not know that this was a thing that existed. I immediately went and located a recipe. And once now that it is properly cold here uh, on the East Coast, I I may be giving that a shot here soon.
0: It was fun. It was really fun. It was fun. And the little downtown street, was it King Street?
1: King Street. Yes, yeah. it it's is only
0: 10 it's minutes from, from the exhibit. The town.
1: Yeah, it's it's right around the corner. Uh, I guess we should talk about getting to the exhibit, too, because it's it's not like you've seen a couple of videos. If you've gone and looked, uh, you know, the, the New York one, it's it's a pretty well mapped out like park and parking lot. You you're going to drive for a minute or two getting to this place from Leesburg, the town and feel a little bit like you're in the middle of nowhere. Cause there's not super great lighting on the roads and some of the roads end up transferring into to dirt roads because it is a really big, lovely, like as natural as possible park.
0: Yes. Yep. And they only have one entrance that works as for the experience that you can go in, but they also have a police officer. At least they've had it tw- two times. We went getting vehicles into where the, cause you would easily miss that road. If he wasn't there, I don't think we would have caught that road.
1: Yeah, no, shout very, out to the yeah. the parking staff. They've got great big glow sticks, and top of having uh, police on hand just in case. Uh, I was it was well done as far as like once you get to the place where there's a parking attendant. Uh, but yeah. getting there yeah. uh, both times that we went, I was like, am I am I lost? Did I did I mess <laughs> something up? <laughs>
0: And then if you haven't, because if like if you have tickets, you also have to pay for parking. You can do that in advance. And that also gets you a little in a little quicker than having to pay on your phone now. But you can pay on your phone right there. And it's pretty quick. But if you want to save a few minutes, go onto the website and pay for your parking in advance.
1: Give yourself a couple minutes wiggle room. Don't show up two minutes before you're supposed to be walking into the forest. Yes. Right.
0: Overall, what were your, your guys' opinions of the experience? I loved
2: it. I loved it as a unique experience. I thought it was a little overpriced, especially if you have a larger family. It's not much of a discount for kids. And younger kids are probably going to fall asleep that late at night. So I think as an adult, it was really, really fun. Um, And I think older kids would love it.
1: I found that, you know, as far as actually walking through the experience, I said this when we were there, uh, you could rip out all of the Harry Potter stuff. And just have a long trail with a, a cool little like restaurant village thing in the middle and just really neat lighting all over the place. And I would probably go once a month like just it was it was relaxing. It was calm, even with the the kind of mood music going through the entire thing. Like you're you've got a pretty decent walk ahead of you as you go through. But you get about three fourths of the way through and there's this really lovely spot to sit down um, and, and kind of chill out and then you can get back on your way. Um, you, you could straight up just rip out all the Harry Potter stuff and I would still sign right up, but because it had all of these really neat kind of immersive little things to, to jump into, I found myself really being mostly impressed by some of the silly little things like the, there's, there's, you know, like Niffler's hanging about and you find one, you know, doing some cool, like just little things like that made me super happy, uh, to see. Um, and I guess I agree with you, like under, I would say like 15, Maybe a little too young for this just because it's a bunch of walking. There's, you know, there's, there's, um, you really have to love some relatively niche parts of the Harry Potter experience to like really get into this. Um
0: I think you can go under 15. I'm like, if you're looking at your prime Harry Potter age of like the age of 11, it's, sure. it's going to be a long night. You would definitely want to aim for the earlier. <laughs> walks but right it's, it's gonna be rough the path we talked about this specific i don't know if i think it might have been with nicole it's it's very accessible but it is not like crutches accessible if you you're if it's a wheelchair it would need to be something that can do off-roading there is hills like not significant you're hills not but not if you accessibility wise it's not the best
1: nope yeah. Oh, well, and that goes right down to uh the restrooms on site.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: most of the restrooms on site uh require stairs to get up into them. Um and uh and they're not particularly large inside. Uh so, yeah. so you know, if you are um, you know, if if you require, you know, more accessible solutions um then you know an off-road ready wheelchair will probably get you through a lot of the experience. But even then, like you you'd probably struggle going to the bathroom in those areas. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And even like with strollers for kids, Mm
1: -hmm. if you
0: don't have like a trail stroller, it's you're going to struggle.
1: This is like a wagon event. Put your your kid in a a wagon that you can drag through and that would be a much more palatable experience for everyone involved.
2: Like there's rocks everywhere. There's, you know, it's.
0: Yeah, I was in I was in my little jelly pop shoes and there were moments where I'm like, these weren't the right shoes and they're just sneakers, but it has pointy gravel.
1: And on the one hand, that's, you know, that they managed to preserve as much of the actual trail that is set up in this park is is largely a positive thing. But it is, you know, from it is an an
0: actual park trail like this is not something they built from the ground up. They had to outfit what they did into an already existing trail. Yeah. Right.
2: And I really loved some of the unique Surprises they put along the way where they incorporated things that were already in this park uh, like Grop for instance um you get to was already see, in the park? Well no but they used some trees that had already fallen over uh, yeah. and made it look like he had torn these trees up and tied him to it and I thought that was really clever like finding a great place to put him and yes. use what you have.
1: I'm trying to not be as spoilery as possible, but there's there's a couple of projection things where they did a really good job making sure that the projection bits are in between trees, mm, so it looks like yes. the things are, like, actually walking through the forest and, you know, kind of doing things like that. And
0: even, like, the screen work for the projectors. Mm, mm, yes. The, the for the darker... most part, you could not see the screens.
1: Yeah, the, the darker right. you were at night, uh, really, the better the experience was. Like, that's, you know, as much as... Uh I think all three of us would be like go as early as you can like make sure you're starting a fair bit after sundown.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you want the sun to at least be set. I like going late. But also the later you go the shorter amount of time you have like we went to the media day and there was not a lot of people there. We showed up at opening and we also closed the place down.
1: Yeah, I would say you could probably Rush through this thing, have a a quick snack or something in the in the kind of grove area that they've set up, and be done in like forty five minutes. If you if you're like a fast walker, you're not like stopping to take pictures or something like that. But both times that we went, upwards of two hours with no problem. Like that was right. you know. So like if you are the kind of person, and it to, felt like, like a
0: comfortable two hours. I don't feel like we were dragging it. or or that we were like pushing.
1: Yeah. No, it was- yeah, And we, and this is, you know, one time as just a couple of us and one time as a larger group. And in, in both situations, it didn't feel like, you know, so full disclosure, when we weren't there for the social night, there were uh, there were lines for some things that we didn't have lines for on the preview night. But even then, at no point were the lines like super, super long. No. Like, I, I think the longest I waited for something was like 15, 20 minutes.
0: And when that was the case, half the line was our group. <laughs>
1: Right. yeah but that's fair yeah yeah. I right.
0: think I- like what you have to think about like if you took our group out the line would have been half the size <laughs>
1: yeah that's that's definitely true yep um yeah so i mean there's 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 a ton of stuff to do and yeah i didn't i didn't feel like i felt like two hours was the right amount of time for the kind of fans that right. this group is right you know? yes um so yeah the, it was it was you know, if you're if you're going to go and you're the kind of person who likes to stop and take pictures and just kind of enjoy the environment around you and dress up and and dress up, I, I would totally prep for about a two hours day. Right.
0: It is also the perfect location to wear your cloaks.
1: Especially Steam parks,
0: like people try to wear their cloaks. The weather right now for the Forbidden Forest in all locations is perfect weather to break out those scarves, those hats, those cloaks and really enjoy them and be kept warm by them rather than melting because of them.
1: Yeah. So when we went, it was nice and it was like 40s and 50s by the time it had gotten to like the coldest point of the day. Uh today in Leesburg, um, it was just shy of freezing. So like it was it was like 36, 38. So, you know, make sure you're definitely checking uh, the the weather beforehand. But yeah. But also, especially
2: right. when you bring younger kids. Yeah,
0: you wear totally your layers. You're going to want to layer up.
1: You can uh, totally bundle up.
0: Carrie went Friday night and she said it was really spooky because they had just had rain. So and... on top of like the regular stuff, there was also like a level of like fog through the whole entire yep. thing
1: that's yeah. cool yeah because the fog with the rain right. would warmer than the ground so it caused. yeah and that's very cool
2: and they had fog when we were there too but it was yeah, well, they had fog machines areas.
0: but this was yeah. natural fog on top of the things on that top. were added that's so like really- the whole like in my head i just picture you know when there's that like scene in the movies where you just see the forbidden forest and it just has this like layer of that's yes. what i imagined she went through
1: and that's probably Beautiful. pretty close to what it was. Yeah. Like there are a couple of fog machines in the same way that when you go to theme parks, there are some snow machines. Right. Yeah. And that you've got a little area of fog that is cool for a handful of pictures, but it's not like blanketing the entire right. area.
2: Yeah. But I they mean, did an incredible job. Like, yes, putting everything where it should be and like spacing things out. And
1: the way that they staged so much of the lighting uh and the fog machines and you know the the different changes in color based on what was happening with the audio like that really was the the star of this show like stopping to see the the different like installations was cool but the way that they had staged all of this lighting and and the fog and the color changes and and you know mixed it with that audio bed just really incredible amped up the experience and it
2: was it was spooky but not scary it's, it's something that, you know, anyone can, can do. I mean, yeah, I, I don't it, think
0: it's like limited to like, there's certain events that you would go to and you're like, if you're not a Harry Potter fan, you're not going to enjoy this. I will preface this. If you don't like nature, you're not going to enjoy this. Right. But yeah, if you're yeah. not a Harry Potter fan, I think you'll, you would still enjoy just sure. the atmosphere and the feel of it. Like we had such a good time even outside the Harry Potter side of it. Right.
1: And it's, I mean, it's worth highlighting that especially this time of year, it's probably the only game in town that isn't immediately Christmas themed.
0: Right. Yes.
1: You are not super excited about Christmas, but you love the idea of, like, lighting and, and you know, kind of being outside and enjoying this weather. Like, this, this is perfect. probably yeah. the only, like, non-Christmas installation you're going to see.
2: fun to do that is, you know... Right more covid safe than other things like it's all outdoors it's fresh air it's gorgeous i mean i felt super safe there
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: what was each of your favorite parts of the experience most people at this point have seen all the pictures and all the postings so i'm not too concerned about spoilers because if people wanted to go they they've already seen most of the photos
1: uh my all my in you know I've, I've raved about the lighting here so i'm gonna set that aside for a second my favorite like specifically harry potter thing uh was the unnecessarily sexy cornish pixie uh, <laughs> there is an area where Cornish Pixies have broken out of a cage and they are doing a whole bunch of stuff and there are Pixies that are, you know, flitting around, you know, some are, some are grabbing stuff from other people. Some are, you know, kind of fighting over treasure. And then there is this one that is just sitting back arms (laughs) behind their head, really kind of kicking back and their, their eye, their head is set so that it's like staring straight up at you like, Hey, what are you doing in my forest? (laughs) And uh, I think that's probably my, my favorite picture that I got is weirdly sexy Cornish Pixie.
2: I really hope they include that in in future Forbidden Forest experiences, because it seems like that could have been set up by someone who was just working at this particular location. <laughs> but I hope I hope it stays because it is it is really funny, especially if you're looking for it.
1: Well, <laughs> cool. and it, it 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 immediately you as you're walking down that trail, you you see weirdly sexy Cornish pixie. And then immediately after that, there are a whole bunch of pygmy puffs, but they're all in pairs. I love Uh, all like set up in their little burrows. They're so cute. So there's a theme walking as you're you're walking down that, that hill.
2: Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think of my ultimate favorite thing out of everything. Cause yeah, the lights and the music and the sounds
1: were. I know. Incredible. My favorite thing that you did. That I did.
2: uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. We're not talking about that. No, I really did. uh, I did love. No, I can't. We have video <laughs> proof. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> now I'm going to choose something else. <laughs> no, I really loved the Patronus. you what cast was your Patronus,
0: Patronus Katie? Uh, Phoenix. Katie, what was your Patronus the first was-
2: time, Katie? <laughs> so, I definitely did this twice, <laughs> which they will let you do it twice.
1: In as case- long as there's not a huge line.
2: As long as there's not a huge line, of course. There are two different um, places where you can stand to to perform your patronus spell and the animals are kind of randomized and i got a badger (laughs) and i was i just there's nothing against badgers it's just not for me there was a
0: visceral response to getting a badger
2: i didn't want a badger so i went again followed by can i go again (laughs) and then i got a phoenix which neither of those are what my Patronus would be, but that's fine. It was still beautiful to look at. I, and I
0: will gorgeous. admit to the fact Carla did the same exact thing when she got a badger.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: Staying <laughs> <the> Gryffindors.
1: Uh, <laughs> cool thing about the Patronus area, uh, which is different from some of the other areas, is that uh, if you showed up um, with your own wand, uh, you get to use that. Yes. Um, they have wands there. If you do, if you did not bring one uh, to to cast a Patronus charm, um, but you can. You can mm-hmm. use anything and it does not impact uh, the actual manifesting of the Patronus.
2: Right. There are, you know, there's the other location where you use wands, but you have to use theirs.
0: Yes. You do
1: have to use theirs. I tried to. When you're I tried dueling, to...
0: you have to use the wands provided.
1: <laughs> uh, I I
0: Maybe out. don't duel like Katie and I do and just yell curses and killing spells at each other. We went. We went for a good
2: life. We went hard. Ten minutes. We like did every spell we could think
1: of. All of the bad spells you could think of. Yeah. Y'all weren't like complimenty, or like y'all weren't being nice. Y'all were. It was so fun,
2: <laughs> and then you cheated. You used two wands at the same time,
1: like a boss. <laughs> I
2: don't. I don't think that was supposed to happen.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I did it, and it worked. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what heroes do. <laughs>
2: Sure. And I will say, um, you know, they warn you, they do a really good job of warning you if you are afraid of spiders. And I am afraid of spiders. I hate spiders, real spiders. Um, I'm allergic to them. Uh, So I, uh, I really enjoyed that they had a route you could take to go around that section in case of any phobias and they warn you exactly where it is and to not look over there and they you know they have barriers up so you can't see anything um in case you have small children or in case you are arachnophobic um but yeah i I did i had to know what it was i mean i really hated it but i had to know (laughs)
1: um and it wasn't and it was super well done yeah
2: it was really well done that
1: it was not it was even if. You are mildly arachnophobic. It is not enough to like really upset you, but there is a. I'm not going to call it a jump scare, but there is a there is a like you know kind of pop moment uh, to get your attention um, that uh, in in there that you know is really great to be in that room with a whole bunch of people that don't know what's going on. Like it was it's it's like it's like doing hagride for the first time uh, with uh, like with someone who doesn't know that the drop is coming like that. That, you know, that, like, brace where, like, I'm not looking at the thing that's happening. I'm looking at everyone else's faces because yeah. I know, yeah, like, that's, sure. you know, that's <laughs> going to be fun.
2: Yeah. that That is, that was fun. I liked that, you know, everything was very clear, clearly labeled. You knew exactly where to go. There's no way for you to get lost. Uh, there were people who worked there all over the place. If you had any questions, um, they were also making sure people didn't walk off the trail uh, which was the trail was, you know, marked
1: very well. Also, let me let me I'm going to I'm going to grab this microphone here for a second, because uh, I know that the people who run this event uh, are listening. Um, All of the Forbidden Pete Forest people, the people who work there, got these really nice jackets. And I mean, really nice jackets. And you could not buy these jackets. These jackets were not in the gift shop, but they were really nice jackets. And I'm just saying I would I would buy one of those jackets. If they were available to purchase, they were all very warm in their jackets.
2: I mean, they had some really nice merch. That kind of leads into it. Like they did have some nice merchandise that was exclusive to this. The merch experience. Store was very cool
1: in that there was like three different areas for it too. Like you, it, it wasn't you know, it wasn't like the the studio tour where you've got the the merch shop in the middle, and if you get to the end and you didn't buy the thing you wanted, then you're right, you're out of luck. Um, This has there's, you know, the the center village that has all of the food and some of the merch Mm -hmm. um, that you can buy. And then at the very end, there's a there's a huge building that they've built this this temporary structure. Yeah,
0: it's it's a significant size, especially after coming out of the exhibit in Philadelphia. Yeah, right. It was like a little shoehole of a store, but this is like a full on shop. And there's some the, exclusive designs. I love the notebook from the design for the Forbidden Forest.
1: The notebook was okay. cool. The, the the water bottle was also pretty cool. If it was in the style that I prefer, I probably would have bought it yeah. right away. Like it right. was just a nice looking bottle. All
2: of the designs for this um, were beautiful. I loved the unicorn ev- on everything, and
1: and I know that I don't attend nearly as many events as either of the two of you, uh, but this was the first time that I had been to like a dedicated Harry Potter event. Where they had those patches out. Yeah,
2: the patches yes, were the patches. Iron-on patches
1: for a ton of different things. They had dark mark iron-on patches. They had picket iron-on patches. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, pygmy um, Yeah, pix- It was a ton of different... like the forbidden Yeah, it was like
0: here. all the different creatures that were represented yeah. throughout the forest. Which yeah, that was, was
1: cool. Which was a new thing for me, was seeing, like, official patches. Because, uh, you know, the, the Etsy is loaded with incredibly talented people who have made, you know, kind of custom patches that you can you can do for things and buttons and, and pins and things. But this was this was the first time and
2: well, they had pins too.
1: Uh they did yeah. have pins too. They had um, some new
2: pins that I had never seen.
1: And not super painfully priced. The pins were actually pretty reasonable okay. as far as pins go. Um the patches were they were just really fun. They were detailed. There was, a, there was a ton of different options. You
2: liked the wristband, the light-up wristband.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. So no shortage of glowy things because you are in the middle of a forest and it is dark. And I, uh, the 90s child in me deeply appreciated the, would you like some gloves that glow? Would you like a cup that glows? Would you like, you know, a lanyard that glows?
2: The cup is cool. It only glows when it has liquid
0: in it. Yeah. I kind of like that, focus. though. I yeah. love no, that. It's,
1: it's super cool. You don't have to worry about accidentally having left it on or anything like that.
0: And um, if you don't want to buy glowy items, just make sure you attend with a Hufflepuff, also known as Nicole, at Lumos underscore Stitches, <laughs> and she will bring her own pack of glow sticks for everyone. Amazing. She made sure to have, like, glow sticks on all of us, and, like, at one point, I had it just on my wrist, but my wrists were covered by my cloak, and she's like, I couldn't tell if it was you, because I can't see it glow stick. <laughs> I think that's Amazing. a
2: great, great advice to give to a family. Especially family with kids. Like, someone. put a glow stick right. on your child. And then you'll be able to see them because... <laughs> Actually, it does get pretty dark
1: it, I, there are sections where it's pretty reasonably dark but also when you get to that like middle area um that like grove area it is pretty well lit but it's it's also pretty busy it's it, like, big you know, it's
0: busy and it's it's circular yeah. so it's very easy to lose people well, within it, that section
1: it's circular but the restrooms are kind of off trail yes um and uh and you know, so it is it is well made. I thought they did a really good job with it. Um, but but yeah, if you've got little ones, like that would be a good place to especially keep an eye on them.
0: And what do we say about going off trail, Russell?
1: Nobody goes off trail. And nobody <laughs> walks alone. <laughs> and so, no, that's not Harry Potter, but it's still correct.
0: And, <laughs> and bonus points if you know what that's from.
1: That will be a different podcast than Danny and I do. <laughs>
0: That'll have its own section in the new year.
2: Another piece of advice I would give is in the very beginning, there is a gorgeous Patronus statue of the stag um, that says Forbidden Forest. Don't skip that. I would get a photo with that in the beginning because you will not revisit that area.
1: The staff there are super uh supportive of you getting as many different kinds of photos as you want even when And they will
0: all it. take photos for you. So if you decide yeah. if you can't find friends to go with and you need to go solo, people are there that will take all your photos for you. Yeah. Right.
1: I like massive, you know, obviously can't speak for the New York location, but all of the staff that we saw both nights that we were there were incredibly excited. They were very supportive. They were, you know, um they were they were happy you were there. They were commenting on costumes. They were, you know, they were just really great staff.
2: Um, they were so creative with the names of all of the food vendors and the different little um, items you could get, but they were out of everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was opening weekend for us, and uh, the weather had been kind of back and forth as far as whether it was super cold or not, and they misjudged. And so, by the time we had gotten to that center area, there was there were no warm drinks anymore. Mm-hmm. They and on the menu they had like six different warm drinks, right. like they had you know ciders and and uh, hot chocolate, hot chocolate and and tea and stuff. Um, so that was that was cool to see. But yeah, by the time we had gotten there, which I think was only like an hour, hour and a half after they had, yeah, opened, no,
0: because we went in pretty early.
1: Yeah, right. Um, they were they were fully out, and they were really bummed about it. Like everyone was was uh, pretty bummed about it. Um, they did have one stand at the opening that had uh, a hot chocolate that I had gotten that was not bad. Um, I will say that they they had a selection of mocktails um for people who didn't want to drink but still wanted something tasty. Um, you know, they they would add alcohol to some drinks if you uh, if you asked for it and paid for it, but they they had one for each of the houses. Uh, and then they had sort of a general one. Um, and I tasted three of them um the names escape me because when we were <laughs> they did not tell us that they were house named when we were there for the media preview they were just like have a mocktail uh and i kind of guessed that they were because of their color that they were they were house specific but they did not they did not tell us what was in them um but all, all three of them were incredible they were just not what you want when it's 30 degrees outside <laughs>
2: and some of the like little shops weren't even open yet like they had a sweet shop labeled but it was closed up
1: but super cute names for everything the the bow truckle cafe the and... bow
2: truckle bar the mulling pot the what was it the fryer the, the fat fryer fat, fat which i thought was really cute uh forest fancies we have uh there were there were they were dragon fire roasts like it was adorable and the signs were cute but yeah the traditional spiced mold wine spiced mold cider coffee coffee and brandy or coffee and baileys decaffeinated coffee like they they would normally have some really cool things but um yeah they were they were out of everything and um i did try the vegan option um which was not it's
1: basically like curried potatoes, but the, the problem wasn't that they yeah. had a vegan option and it wasn't like the most exciting thing in the world because they're in the middle of a forest and they're just sort of reheating things that have been cooked off site because it's the middle of a forest. And I don't I don't really blame them for that. But the issue that I took with it was uh you have all of these like individual food listings on on the menu for for different things. You can get a turkey leg, you can get a, a Cornish pasty, which by the way was phenomenal. It was super, super good. Um, but then they had these two different listings. They had uh, the like family feast, and then they had the vegan feast. And they very specifically put them on like different parts of the menu, off to the side. And the dude in front of me ordered the like family feast, and this is like four turkey legs and like a whole bunch of like other stuff. It was like a massive serving of food. Um, for I think only like five or six bucks more than what I paid for for the vegan feast. And the vegan feast was a single plate of curry potatoes with some cauliflower uh and th- that is the end of the that list that was it um
2: it didn't look very appetizing but you know we we tried it we wanted to know
1: it was it was uh, okay for quick food i i would not I, have spent what i spent there's on there's just it. other and
0: options if
1: like, you yeah, yeah there's there's not a ton of options that aren't sugar uh right. if you are um vegetarian if or you're vegetarian or gluten free for that matter yeah right.
0: i uh, also because of the timing I would recommend like get a snack at the experience. Enjoy some snacks, enjoy some treats. Yeah. Don't wait to have dinner. Go to Leesburg and have, have like we had such a good meal in Leesburg yeah. that it's and worth going there and investing back into the community that they're coming into.
1: For and, sure. And to be clear, like we're we're kind of moaning about the meal stuff that we had. The snacks that they had were awesome. They yes. were great. Like the, like the and, and pretty reasonably priced. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of the stuff that we had. Some stuff like, you know, the the bottled butterbeer that you can see in, in the stores and stuff now is is relatively standard. Uh, but a lot of the other stuff that they had there was unique to that experience. Like yeah. It's not something you're getting in the theme park. It's not something you're getting in the New York store. Like it was it was, you know, kind of unique treats for those places. And I liked that they did that.
0: Yeah. yeah I would go 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 for the treats. Don't go for like a meal. Like don't right. plan. Yeah. Don't prepare to go and expect to like have this great meal. I would say eat beforehand and then go and splurge on some sugar. For sure. And you know,
2: you could technically bring your own food and drinks in, but I That's I don't work. recommend it. Yeah, just because it's yeah. going to be you you're walking on a trail in the dark. You're not going to be able to see what you're
0: doing. Right. Yeah, no, it's probably one of my favorite Harry Potter experiences that I've been to.
1: I would definitely agree. It's definitely the the most unique of the experiences that I've done, if if only because it's late at night. It's relatively remote. It's not, uh, it's not as artificial as you would get in a theme park. Right. Uh, you know, you're genuinely walking through a forest. It feels great. It smells great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just sort of the the general atmosphere there was. They picked a really great place for the yes,
0: location. Yes, and like I spent years as a lighting designer. I was just like. And little lighting designer Heaven just enjoying how, like, they position things, how they like faded the lights, like all this stuff. I was just, like, I was sending p- photos to one of my friends who is not a Harry Potter person at all, but he, we had, <laughs> we used to do lighting together, and um, he got on this kick of the color tungsten, okay. which is a beautiful color shade of lighting, which is used in this exhibit. And I sent it to him. I'm just like, and I just said, Tungsten. <laughs> no, they, and, like, he, he understood, like, and he like appreciated the whole exhibit so much. And he has he could care less for Harry Potter, but because of how it was situated, he just loved seeing all those photos. Oh yeah, and you can
2: get some really great photos. Yes. I mean, if you are a person who really is there for photos for social media in some way, bring like a little light for your face, something because we did mention it's very dark. Um, you are
0: outside, like, yes, there is tons of lighting. It's not photography lighting all the time. Sometimes right. there's some great f- spots, but but just be prepared. You are outside at night.
1: Yeah, right. I, I would say, you know, showing up with a secondary light and not just relying on the flash on your phone is, is a good first step. Um, if you are going to be taking a bunch of, like, low light shots and you're using that, like, night mode on your camera, um, there's probably not good places for you to, like, bring a tripod. Um, but if you have, like, a stabilizer or, like, mm-hmm. a gimbal or something, this is the perfect place to have that. Um, otherwise, if you're taking those shots, just make sure that you have a really steady hand or something to put the camera against uh, so that you're not getting, you know, kind of shadow blurs from from night photos. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, it's, you know, it's a really photo-friendly experience from beginning to end.
2: Yeah, especially with each, like, prop that you come across, there is Animes light.
0: with those... Where the things are, like the exhibits, there's tons of lighting there, right. Yeah. you won't have problems when you're meeting Buckbeak or when you're by the Anglia or Grop. It's going to be the in between spots who have like some really cool features, but isn't necessarily the standard person going tourist like picture photo opt. Like for right. us, we were doing a lot of stuff like not off trail, but between the moments. Because we're like, oh, this is just a really cool little spot. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right.
2: I felt safe. I think that was also part of it. I started thinking, like, how many opportunities am I ever going to have to be in a forest at night in the dark uh, and feel safe about it? And I thought that was really great. It was a great experience and feeling. And also, I love nature. I love being in nature. I love forests to begin with so i think that is also relevant
0: i also enjoyed running around in a hogwarts cloak it was my (laughs) first time I i hadn't had a cloak prior to this event and then all my friends were like we're wearing cloaks and i'm like guess i need a cloak it was fun
1: it is it is a lot of fun to be able to just sort of wander around that forest and play for a couple hours like you know Especially if you're just kind of a group of adults going together and and Candice just
0: kept telling everyone that we all got detention together and were sentenced right. to the Forbidden Forest. So <laughs> oh, we should
2: probably tell everyone that you were dressed as
0: Hagrid.
1: That got a lot of really cool responses from the cast, like the yes. folks who were working there. Uh, that was that was really fun because uh, I think I was one of two that that first night who was, who had showed up as Hagrid. Uh, but yeah, too too good an opportunity to pass up. For sure.
2: And there's a lot of really cool Harry Potter related costumes you can bring or wear for the Forbidden Forest. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, there are so many cool opportunities for that.
0: Yeah. And you don't have to dress up. There are tons of people wearing regular clothes. For oh, sure. for sure. Yeah. Like, this is warm not a dress up required thing. This is just, like if, if that's something you enjoy, it's a great time to do it.
2: Right. As long as you're warm, that's what matters. Because we did mention it's going to get very cold.
0: This is a great experience. And it. we talked about it on our gift guide that we did with the podcast earlier in November. This is a great gift for someone. Like if you don't want to buy stuff for people, experiences like this, like this is something I enjoy more than getting a physical item. I would rather go make these memories with people that I love being around.
1: Yeah, for sure. Same. Yeah, this it. This is definitely a, a very cool thing to be able to give as a gift. And while the purchase system doesn't make it, it's not like a go. There's not like a choose as a gift option as you're checking out. But the way that you buy the ticket, it's really easy to like forward the email to that person. Yeah, you can have,
0: forward like, an email. That. You could even print it out and put it in a cute little card. Yeah, Love Pop has some cute little. Okay,
1: that's right.
0: Love Pop has so. I am giving an experience to someone for Christmas. She doesn't listen to this. So hopefully she does not hear this <laughs> and we're hoping to do a train ride and love pop has a um, Hogwarts express pop-up card. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I've, I've I, seen I've that. sent you pictures. Yes. Of that. Yeah. I love that. And so that's what I'm going to use to give it to her. So th- like, these are the type of things where you can pull, from different things like the love pop cards to gifts an experience and still have like a little fun moment of getting something before you get to do the experience right. still so they hate to. just being like here's your gift certificate we're going right. sometime like there's some cute ways to present it and options out there but i think it would be a great gift idea we even we went to breakfast the one day and there was a little girl behind us reading <laughs> Goblet of Fire so we started oh, talking right. to our mom and we were telling her about this experience and the little girl was going crazy by the end
2: yeah she wanted to go so badly
0: clearly a Harry Potter fan yes but no it, it is fun and a fun experience that the whole family can enjoy and all ages can enjoy and I
2: hope people more like I hope more people find out about it because they do a really good job of advertising on social media right now. Um, like the official- A lot of
0: the days are close to like the earlier days, especially around the holidays, are close to selling out. So like definitely like make sure to be booking tickets if it's something you want to do. Don't wait. And if there is a day where Tickets are not available. Keep checking. Because like Carrie didn't have tickets for Friday, and she just kept happening to checking. And they released someone must have canceled or something and they released one ticket. And then a few hours later, they released another one. So she managed right. to get two tickets for her and her husband to be able to go.
2: Perfect. And you know, uh, some people might be waiting to see if it goes to their state. And we don't know. We don't have that information yet. We and it's really interesting because I'm from California. So this whole time here in Maryland or in Virginia and uh, walking around the forest thinking, how are they going to do this on the West coast? I mean, if they bring it there, how would they do it?
0: Well, there's also other things. You have to Like there's a lot of things to take into consideration. Wildfire season. So you can't yeah. do it. But also one of the interesting things about that is because it is put into an existing trail or park, Every single one you go to is different. And I believe yeah, be is it Cheshire has Grop where he's sleeping. Oh, really?
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's cool.
1: But also uh California doesn't need this because they have a theme park.
0: You know, <laughs> they also that. have that like mini studio tour. Yeah. Yeah, I, California I love- does. The, California is- and what I have heard from a lot of these experiences and these pop-ups, it's for the places that don't have the bigger things. Right. Mm. So they're looking to do it in areas. So something like Arkansas has great wooded trails in area,
2: mm. like
0: getting it into that mid country of the U.S. and getting it into some of those states who are pretty far from the coast to be able to do the other stuff. So I think what we're going to see is it's going to be more in locations that don't have other things built in. That's why, because people are like, it's so random that the Yule Ball experience is going to Houston. Houston doesn't have any other Harry Potter stuff. They don't really have forests either. They have some, but they're not like easy to get to. The weather's not great. They also have wildfile. So a Yule Ball experience might be a little better than taking the Forbidden Forest experience.
2: Mm. For sure. Yeah. I'm curious to see
0: how that looks. I'm curious. We will, we will we will report back on that. <laughs> once it starts next week in Houston, so. Is
2: it really next week? Oh
0: my it god. It kicked off last week in Milan. Oh, so it, wow. it is international.
2: Okay. So, this is exciting.
0: There's, there's stuff happening. It's very exciting to see new stuff happening and getting to experience them and I can't wait to start like seeing all that and but for the next wave of announcements, I do want to thank the people that created the Forbidden Forest experience for inviting us out for that media day and Fever, who has been doing a lot of like the management of like the ticketing system has been going through Fever a lot. And I just want to thank those people for inviting us out and dealing with our antics of creating reels. <laughs> we have never done anything that we were not supposed to do, but we have fun.
1: It was so much fun. It was a ton of fun. Yeah, absolutely worth going. Grab your friends, do a thing. Just plan to make a day of it.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh,
2: I guess as a side note, um, service dogs are allowed, but your pets are not. Yes, that
0: that is a very important note. Is... <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> yes.
1: We don't need an untrained dog attacking no. sexy Cornish Pixie.
0: No. <laughs> we,
1: we need to protect sexy Cornish Pixie at all costs.
2: Right. You know, it's not very friendly to animals to begin with. I mean, they would be very scared there if they weren't trained to handle those types of situations.
1: Yeah. There's no, like loud, like the, the, the sounds as you're going through the forest, you get like movie quotes and some sound effects, but mm-hmm. never like, uh, I can't stress this enough. Never like jump scare stuff. Like, no, there's never, no like, it's never like, you're
0: not like, going to be like sound wise. You're not going to even like with the lighting. It's, it's not like overly stimulating.
1: No, the right. goal is never to scare you. The goal yeah. of the entire time is for it to be a, a pretty mellow experience. It's
0: fun. Yeah. It's
2: spooky and you know it's
0: not chaotic. Go. Like it's no. like we talk about all the lights. It's not like going into an arcade and you're just being like, no, no, like bombarded. Strays. Yeah, everything no, done is done very tastefully and in a way that it's there to highlight what's there, not to be the focus of it.
1: Yeah. it's it's two hours of walking through mood lighting and good sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys for joining me and for going on this adventure with me twice. <laughs>
2: Always. Let's, I am. Let's do it a third time. Yes, please. Oh,
0: I, I honestly like this is the one event that I could see myself going back to as many times, and yeah. I would love to see it in other locations. Same. Because I want to see the differences. I do too, and I know things will be out of
2: order or like in a different order, I should say, or
1: even just different things. Mm-hmm. Like if if the environment calls for, you know, like. Maybe the thing that you do in California is you lean on things from Fantastic Beasts, like the Zobu or, you know, something like that, Um, you know, to lean on the difference in the physical environment. You know, you could have a lot of fun there.
0: I would love even outside of Harry Potter, I would love to see more experiences like this with the lighting and being Mm -hmm. able to just like, oh, like, could you imagine like a Lord of the Rings version of this? Oh, my gosh. I mean I was already in the forest from like I'm Galadriel playing in the lights but That's
1: right. That would be really cool. Yeah. I mean this this is this is a big part of where you know things have been headed for this entire franchise like you see with the immersion of the New York store and you know the 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 variety of these experiences that are popping up it is far less about uh you know come to a place and and stare at a screen and way more about come be a part of this right uh and i love that that trend has continued and i'm i'm especially with the yule ball coming up like i i want to see what else from harry potter they could turn into an experience that you could walk through and really enjoy right. that isn't kind of some of the obvious steps uh for for that sort of thing like you could easily see like a Christmas village set up Harry Potter style, like like amazing. a Hogsmeade, yeah. uh, you know, Christmas village somewhere. Th- or something I think like they,
2: that. I mean, uh, a while back when they did the outdoor experience for Wizards Unite in Indianapolis, Indiana, yeah, like that was an amazing outdoor experience that we and got like, to
1: do. Fully themed, fully themed, the and it like, was
2: a very large outdoor area, and it worked both in the daytime and the nighttime. There, there were so many aspects to it that I feel like that kind of.
1: Yeah. I I it's like great this trend. Example. I would love to see more folks do this instead of, you know, if you look back let's say 3 years ago, let's let's say pre-covid, like the closest thing we had to experiences to the things like this were like the Stranger Things exhibit in New York or the Star Wars exhibit in uh, uh in California where it's it's not uh it's not hey, walk through and be a part of this. It's here's a prop library, right. which is also yes. cool, right? Don't get me wrong,
0: I mean, like well, that's exactly what the actually the exhibit, like in Philadelphia was, and now in Atlanta, which I love, right. but what I love about this one is it's not about the experience specifically, but it's about the experience with the people you are with
1: it's it's a it's a passive you know, interactive thing. Like yeah. it's 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 a way to to feel like you are connected to this in a way with it you're you know you're walking around in robes and it feels seasonally appropriate to do so. You're not, <laughs> you know, murdering yourself in Orlando <laughs> while you're dripping with sweat. And um, you can
0: enjoy it by yourself or with a large group of people. We had people from more than just the country. We had Canadians with us too. Like right. yeah they were from all over and it's just like one of those experiences where We got to go and it was we all do conventions. But when you're at a convention, you're doing a convention. So sometimes you miss some of that friend time because there's other things you want to do. And this was like a place we could meet, enjoy Harry Potter, experience this thing together, but also have those that moment together of enjoying what we're going through rather than having to rush off to the next thing.
2: For sure. Yeah, I loved it.
0: Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. So, um you can get all the information at hpforbiddenforestexperience.com. All the information is there for all the locations. So go check that out and get tickets and let us know what you think and let Russell know if you find the sexy Cornish pixies.
1: Send me all of the pictures of sexy Cornish pixie and let me know that he's still okay uh and and still doing all right at Russell Holly on Twitter. Just let me let me see uh let me make sure that my guys okay. <laughs> I've now gendered this pixie and I don't know why
0: <laughs> and until next time keep creating
1: now if you do not mind I'm going to bed for either of you come up with another clever idea to get us killed or were expelled